Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves. It's time to reclaim a little me time with some well-deserved self-care. And for us, that doesn't have to mean a lot. It can be picking a favorite product and taking a little extra time to do our daily routine. Dime Beauty offers clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. They are 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. You know we don't have the energy to remember the order of a 10-step routine, so we love that the work system keeps things simple for us and has everything you need in one powerful package with a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their beauty reviews are literally all five stars. If you haven't checked out Dime, it's time. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. Why would you not want to work with the person that you love the most? You know, right. like, why would I want to work with a stranger when I can work with her? And people are also like, um, always, do you guys fight? And it's like, what? we don't have anything to fight. We're grown-ass women who <laughs> yeah. respect each other. Drop like a hat. Drop like a hat. Drop like a hat. Natalie, what do I do? <laughs> I hope it's giddy giddy. I can hear you. I'm in your car. I can't believe yes. I'm in the famous car. A very fancy studio. Yeah, we had, you know, we had a lot of consultants create this thing for us just to make sure all the sound and lighting was perfect. Oh, wow. So it's actually a recording studio that you meticulously designed to just look like it, any car. Exactly. Wow. I'm impressed. I mean, that's, that's just how fancy we are. I can't believe you're in a home and no one will interrupt you. Are you in a house or in a studio? I am. I, well, I'm in my closet, first of all. 
this is my uh, closet that I transformed into a podcasting place. Love it. I used to record my podcast in my actual closet surrounded by my clothes. But when we realized that we were going to be podcasting from our closets for longer than two weeks, you know, when the, you know, the pandemic kept going and going, that thing, uh, I transformed my guest bedroom into a home office and I transformed the guest bedroom closet into a podcasting closet. Good for you. you So now we can have no guests. No one can come sleep at our house. There's no, but, and you know what? I think that's okay. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. And do you like, um, do you like working from home or are you over it? No, I like it. I, I, although I miss recording in studio, I think, um, because you know, I have a partner like you, you know, my best friend, Angela, we do the podcast together and it's so different being together in person than it is each podcasting from our closets, you know? So she live close to you at least she does. She lives, I mean, 15 minutes away. Oh, perfect. Not as close as you guys, but you know, close. Yeah. Are you, are you loving podcasting? Because I feel like some people love it and then others find it like it's a thing to do. I love it. I'm fully passionate about it. This is like my new career. Like I love it. Oh my gosh. Are you going to introduce her or are we just going to... Oh, I feel like everyone... I, you know what's funny is this weekend I did a, a story and was like, who would be your dream podcast collab? And it was it was you yeah. and it kept coming up. And I was like, that's so insane. I was like, we're actually doing one. And they we are bad. We should have had Angela on here too. Like, don't know how that one slipped, but we can do that again with the two of you because your podcast is like famous. So Jenna Fisher was like the one. And I was like, she's coming on. Well, you know, Angela is actually shooting today. So the reason I'm able to do this with you is because my business partner is busy today. So we'll have to find a time though, because she would love to come on. We'll do best friends and best friends. I love now. Did you, um, did you meet Angela on the set of the office or were you friends before? No, I met her on the set of the office and, you know, the reception desk on the office is kind of like an island. It was very lonely. I did not have a desk mate. Everybody else had a clump. Everybody else had someone to talk to. And we did not have director's chairs on the office. It was very, very low budget, and especially when it started. And so in between scenes, you sat at your desk. That was your chair. That was your spot. So I was there alone a lot. And um, Steve Carell was similar. Steve Carell was like alone in his office. And he and I would commiserate sometimes. We would say, oh, we don't have a person. We're like uh, in these little islands. Well, Angela was the closest person to me. We had a little partition between our desks. And she would pop her head over and she would chit-chat with me. She's very chatty. She is... (laughs) She's never met a stranger. That's her personality. And I'm, I'm more shy. So she would just chat me up. She was so friendly and she made me less nervous. And she kind of took away all my social anxieties because she was so just, I don't know, just easy, you know, just easy and loving and accepting. I just liked her right away. So that's how we met was just working together. I love it. Okay. I have a really stupid question because right now I'm imagining 
then you haven't said this, but I don't, I don't know if it's true or not. Was the office actually filmed in an office building or it was a set? So the first season it was filmed in actual offices. Oh, so okay. what they did was they rented a big sound stage um, where you would normally put a set, but instead we made that the warehouse of the office set. And then the offices where you would normally have, you know, actual people working to run a show, we shot in those actual offices. So it was really far away, though. It was in an area of town that was quite a drive for everybody. So when we got picked up for a second season, they rented a different warehouse a little closer to everyone, and they built to scale exactly what those real offices were from the season one. Cool. Did you, um, I feel like, at, so now with social media, because social media wasn't a huge thing when you started the office, like it wasn't what it is today. Do you feel like people still want you to be your character when they meet you or <laughs> because of social media, like because of social media, they can actually know the real you, you are. I don't know. I find it so interesting because people meet us and they're like, Oh, you're just like, you are on social media. I'm like, but well, what else would we be like? But We're I guess actors. actors are different than social media people. Yeah. I think social media and the podcast have helped people get to know me a little bit better. Um, you know, Angela is so different from her character. The second you meet her, yeah. it is clear to you that she is not Angela Martin's stuffy accountant who's judgy. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but I think for me, the line is a little bit more blurred because... I'm definitely shy when people approach me. And I think that that takes on a very Pam-like character, mm -hmm. but I'm definitely not like Pam. I was more like Pam when I was younger, but you know, I'm 48 now. So I have evolved as I imagine Pam would have if we'd stayed with her. Right. I, I, my husband, um, he, we want, I, you're off, you're still on in my bedroom often. I come Thank like, you're still on it. And I tell in Canada, you're on all the time over here. It's still airing. It's the thing that you need to catch like every night before you go to it's bed. It's always on. And I, I just, it's so, it's so interesting to me because he is someone that could watch. I feel like there's people who could watch over and over and over again, the same things mm -hmm. like that never, it's like a comfort which is what children do all the time. And you're like, you've seen this. We're like, let's see it again. The office <laughs> like the same thing over and over and over and over again. So when you left, when you transitioned out of there, you did a bunch of things. What led you to become work with your, I know you, you, we had a conversation on DMS about working with your best friend and like, how does that decision come about? Cause like you, everyone asks you guys, do you fight? How do you do it? Like, it seems to be this like gold ring standard of, and do you really want to start a business with your best friend? That's probably not a good idea. What, yeah. People always start. It's so funny because people will ask the question, what's it like working with your best friend? And the tone is like, that sounds terrible. Like yeah. what a horrible idea. Um, well, after the office, um, I had one child and I immediately had a second child. So the first thing I wanted to do, well, I guess, yes, that's true. <laughs> I'm trying to remember my own timeline. Uh, so the, the first thing I wanted to do was be like a big old pregnant mama with nothing to do, but grow this human and take yoga classes, 
with my son, I was working on the office. You saw me pregnant on the yeah. show. My second baby on the show was my first pregnancy in real life. And as soon as he was born, I had to keep working. And I, I felt like I wanted a different experience the second time around, like just lots of freedom. So I was able to do that. And I was like, so grateful for it. And then after that, I kind of was getting back into acting again. And the demands of acting and having two kids, I found it really overwhelming um, on a lot of levels. So on the one hand, as an actor, I think there's a certain level of self-involvement that lends itself to disappearing into a role, the research that has to be done. Um, and then it's just very, very consuming, not just the work hours, but the thought hours, the, at least that's the way I approach acting. And I didn't want to disappear from my family mentally. I didn't want to disappear in a role. When I was younger and I didn't have those family responsibilities, it didn't bother me. It was fun. It was like, oh my gosh, I get to be this other person for two months while I do this movie. But that just wasn't, it wasn't calling to me anymore. So I was taking roles that maybe didn't require that kind of work. Yeah. But then those roles weren't as much fun to me. So to, like, it was a weird thing. And it's more like, than it, go ahead. You're a, it's like you're a working mom doing a job you don't love, but because I can, I, I, we, we were talking about today, working moms who, when you have to leave, does your mindset like change? And then you have to come home and put the mom hat back on them. But I'm imagining as an actor, you have to have even another level of self-involvement where you have to become someone else and then walk back into your house at four or like at nighttime and become someone else and then go back out the door again. Yeah. And it was. It was just like a lot to hold. And, yeah. um, and then also I was missing a lot. I was missing parent teacher conferences. I mean, this is something any working parent has to mm -hmm. juggle. Like, how do I do my job, but then also show up for the things that are important to me and to my family to show up to. And Angela and I would talk about this all the time. And we would say, what if we could be our own bosses? What if we set our own schedule? What if we were, this was the phrase, the architects of our own time? And it just sounded like kind of a pipe dream, you know? It was like, but we're actors and this is how the acting world mm -hmm. works. You know, we, you're never going to get that kind of agency in an acting job. You're just not. So we just kept daydreaming about it. And then one day while I was on set, of this show splitting up together, Oliver Hudson, who I was working with, who I would just keep saying to him, how could I, I don't know, I would talk out loud, you know, journal out loud to him. And he said, Jenna, you should look into podcasting. I think this would tick all the boxes for you. And then June Diane Raphael was a guest star on splitting up together. And she has a successful podcast. And I was like, June, talk to me about podcasting. And she spent the whole day telling me about podcasting. So then I called Angela and I was like, lady, I think <laughs> I have it. We're switching careers. We're going into podcasting. And that kind of started it. And then we had oh, to do all kinds of research. You know, then we were like, oh my gosh, we don't know anything about this business. This is a whole industry. And, um, and that was kind of like, 
we were like, well, are we going to do this? We're going to start a business together. Are we going to, we're going to be each other's like, you didn't like, even ask her. Like you guys even, it's just like, we're doing this. Well, I was and just she curious was like, what yeah. Angela said when you called her up, was she like, wait, what does that mean? Like, can you tell me more about it? Like, it's not like you were, you were looking to start a business together. It's just like, you were like, and we're switching lives. What did she say? Well, we'd always wanted to find a way to work together again right? since okay. the office. So for a while, we would joke that we were going to take over the fourth hour of the Today Show from Kathy Lee and Hoda. Would have this was that. like our life goal. We're like, we're going to drink rosé and oh we're going to talk God. about the day's topics. Um, and then we said, oh, maybe we should have a talk show. But then we realized, oh, no, this is segueing perfectly. Like we, you know, so... She was in it from the beginning. She was like, tell me more. Yes. She was a giant yes. And then we just sort of methodically over several months, you know, started researching podcasts and figuring out what our format could be and how were we going to do this together. And of course, that's when everybody was asking us if we thought it was a good idea for best friends to go into business together. And I don't know about you guys, but, and this was why I think, I just love you guys and I love following you guys because you're such a great, um, you're just such a great example of what happens when two women team up and are best friends and just spend their lives building the other up and each other up and you just keep, it's amazing. I had no doubt that Angela and I would work well together. We had worked together. We have the same work ethic. I knew that. Mm. We don't have the same work style though. What do you mean? I am an early riser and I like to get my best work done before noon. Right. Angela likes to wake up and have some tea, enter mm. slowly into the day, maybe take a walk, look at some flowers, take pictures of <laughs> hummingbirds. <laughs> and then she'll sort of like say she's going to get started at a certain time, but then she'll get distracted. <laughs> and, you know, and then I'll be like done. I'm like, I'm finished. Like now my afternoon is that, like, I like to get all the work done first and Angela loves to work late at night mm. and I go to bed super early. Mm-hmm. And so in the beginning, like we had to figure out like, how do we make this work? Because like I would end my work day as her day was starting and then she would send me messages and need mm. feedback. And I would feel like, well, wait, now I'm working more like double because yeah. I worked and now I'm working again. And, um, and she would feel stressed out when she would like wake up at eight in the morning to like 50 emails from me because I've been working, you know? Yes. So it was just though, it was just conversation and appreciating one another's processes and knowing like, I can't make her be a morning worker and I'm never going to be working at 11 at night. And like, don't text me anything work related after 8 PM. I can't shut my brain off. Right. Yeah. To sleep. I can't do it. So it was a lot about like learning about how each other does our best work and we figured it out and we both get to work how we want. And then there's always a couple hours in the day that cross over. So anything that we have to discuss in real time, we put it in that little corridor. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. 
Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Ever catch yourself wishing for more hours in a day? Imagine the possibilities. Picture me indulging in a luxurious glass of wine and a blissful bubble bath or cat spontaneously breaking into an impromptu dance party. The key to fitting that special something into your schedule is understanding what truly matters to you and making it a top priority. Therapy can help you find out what matters to you so that you can do more of it. Therapy offers a safe and non-judgmental space for you to express your thoughts and feelings, and it can teach you practical coping strategies to help manage the stress in your life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp offers the convenience of an entirely online platform tailored to your schedule and flexibility. Complete a short questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist and enjoy the freedom to switch therapists at no extra cost whenever you wish. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash catandnat today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash cat and nat. As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves. It's time to reclaim a little me time with some well-deserved self-care. And for us, that doesn't have to mean a lot. It can be picking a favorite product and taking a little extra time to do our daily routine. Dime Beauty offers clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. They are 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. You know we don't have the energy to remember the order of a 10-step routine, so we love that the work system keeps things simple for us and has everything you need in one powerful package with a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their beauty reviews are literally all five stars. If you haven't checked out Dime, it's time love your skin again, go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeauty, 
co.com. You know, it's so funny. And just like that conversation is just, it's just, it's the basis for uh, every good relationship is communication. And I'm just thinking, you know, when we talk about like our husbands and people who have been married, it's like, don't try and change the person. You didn't try to change her. She didn't try to change you. You figured how you could work together. And that's the best, it's the best case scenario for a relationship, especially a working relationship. And, you know, so many people ask us, you know, we've been friends for so long. And like you said, when you have a woman who's just there to support, you through not only because she's your best friend, the personal stuff, but also able to like compromise and, and have a business together. Why would you not want to work with the person that you love the most? You right. know, like, why would I want to work with a stranger when I can work with her? And people are also like, um, always do you guys fight? And it's like, what? We don't have anything to fight. We're grown ass women who <laughs> yeah. respect each other. Like if we have, if we have the difference of opinion, we're going to talk about it. And sometimes we'll just be okay with being different or we'll see the other person's side and be like, that's a great idea. And you know, the business isn't personal, if that makes sense. So if you can step outside and like, look at what you're trying to accomplish versus she doesn't like my idea or they don't like my, it's not, mm-hmm. I think we have no personal attachment to uh, something we're doing. So it, although it is something we are personally attached to, we don't think the other one thinks badly of us because it's a different idea, right? You kind of have to know yourself really well in order to work with someone because every insecurity will come up if you're not cool with who you are and you can personalize and feel attacked when a conversation happens which we really don't have. No. And you know, why would you want to surround yourself around people who think exactly the same way as you all the time? There's nothing interesting about that. If she's, if she's likes everything I like, then well, I'm not unique. You know, we have to be both unique to make a great pair. Yeah. I, everything you're saying. Yes. (laughs) Just a giant. Yes. And it's been such a gift, you know, I love going into meetings and I know now there's this person who just has my back. I mean, it's the power of two. Yes. And, and also like if her kid has a special event and she doesn't want to work that day, I'm going to back her up. You know, now there's, you can't have either of us, you know, that sort of thing. And Mm -hmm. so it's, um, I, I love that aspect of it too. And you also, I feel like we take bigger risks because if the other one is like, well, we'll try it and you, you don't get stuck in, you know, the failures as, as much. Well, we, we have a lot of failures, but we don't feel them as much. I think because both of us can work through them really quickly because there's two of you and you kind of validate each other and you move on rather than thinking like, wow, what, what was that? Why did that happen? And with two perspectives, you move through things a lot faster. Well, we move through, yeah. move, we move through things a lot faster. But, you know, one thing that comes up for us is um, we'll be working really intensely, talking every single day. And this happened recently. A, while, a couple weeks had gone by. We were in the final phases of uh, doing the layout of our book, and we were podcasting, and we were double recording to create space for a break. You know, it was, like, really intense. Yeah. And, um, and Angela just said, lady, I miss you. Uh-huh. I know I'm talking to you every day, but we're only talking about work. Right. And she said, can we just like have like a best friend download? Like there's so much stuff I need to tell you about. Like, like she was doing this kitchen project. She's like, I, I do you even know what's happening with my kitchen project? I'm like, <laughs> I don't. Right. So sometimes though, working together, we forget to do the best friend part and we have to, we have to make sure we get in our BFF time too. 
I love that because it's so true. If anybody is doing like a, like a house project or anything like that, he's like, I need to know every stage of this house project. And I also need to know what, like, we need to debrief about the husbands. Like sometimes if we haven't talked about our husbands in a while, we literally will just text each other. I can't believe I didn't tell you this. I and know. it happened like last night. She's it's like, it feels so long I was ago. like, how do I not know this is the afternoon happened last night? And then we just say to each other, we just go like, it's one out of 10. Like where, meaning like, where's your relationship out of 10 this weekend? <laughs> I know like, are we, are we, are we inviting our husbands out to a double date or are we going out alone? Like where is, where are they at the out of tens? I, I, it, which I have to ask you, do your, your partners ever get jealous of the friendship? Because that is another big question we get is, is there any jealousy within the friendship from the, the spouses? No, I think they are so grateful that we have each other. <laughs> I mean, Angela and I are both people who process by like talking things out. We talk everything out. Like yes. we say it doesn't exist until we've told each other. Yes. And so, and I'm that way with my husband too. But I mean, I think every once in a while he'll say, is this something you want to download with Angela? <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe this is a phone call to Angela, you know, because so I think you need her right now. So they like it and they're good friends. You know, they're not best friends, but they're good friends and our right. families are friends. And so it works. Same no, they don't get, they don't get jealous. Okay, neither do we, ours. We, pick the, we all pick the right men. They're yeah. confident enough to know that they don't need to have 100% of us and that they, they can share us. Yeah. I, I wonder, like, what do you, what do you, so many people are like, I wish I had someone like your Angela or like them. Like, what do you think, what I have, I don't have the answer for this, but what do you think that is where two women can like live side by side without the bullshit that like, goes Why is in? that so hard yeah. for so many women to understand what the four of us have. I don't know because mm. I feel lucky. Like, how did I meet my husband? How did I meet my perfect match? I don't know. You know, mm. good timing. Maybe I, I don't know, you know, and how did, how did I get so lucky to meet Angela and have it be a match? I mean, I think some of it is just simply luck. Mm -hmm. And then readiness, like, are you ready to have a best friend? Like, are you good at, like, I don't know what you have to be good at, but I, listen, I don't have a ton of friends. I mm -hmm. have one best friend and then I have a few other friends. Mm -hmm. but, um, I'm also a person who I think likes having one best friend rather than a big social group. You know, I like that intense download with one person. And so maybe that's also my personality gears me more toward that. But I mean, Angela and I didn't find each other until we were in our thirties. I'd never had a best friend like her before that. Um, oh wow. This is, that's very helpful. And it totally like changed my life when she came into my life. Oh, do you think this is a question for both of you? <laughs> it feels like partners are more common than, than good best friends. That's what it feels like. It's easier to find a partner than one best friend for like, I, 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 I'm just thinking of it as you oh, say that. I could, you, I, I could find lots of partners. Do you think <laughs> it's only one you, babe? Do you think that it's a harder to find a best friend than a partner or no? I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe it is, you know, I think we gear ourselves for finding that like love partner in a way. Yeah. 
maybe we have to approach finding a best friend the way we approach finding a love partner. You know, I feel like I really do feel like when I was sitting here, I can think of so many people who are married or have partners or who are with people. And then a lot less who have that one person who is a steady in their life who they can like, there's good friends, but then there's people who change your life is what you're, you know, like, yeah, she definitely, she changed my life. Like, yeah. And it's like, I have no doubt that Angela loves me and I have no doubt that my husband loves me. And to just have those two people who you just know have your back in life is it's it's profound. It's yeah. It's really amazing. It's profound. It is profound. We are we are we are we are all so so lucky. What's your new book about? That's yeah, coming out, and, and and I think the people who don't know your podcast, uh, we need to talk about that too. So first of all, what is the new book about? Okay, so the book is called The Office BFFs. And I wrote it with Angela, (laughs) who is my BFF. And it is a memoir of both our time on the office and of our almost 20-year best friendship. So we talk about meeting. I talk about her poking her head up over that partition. And we talk about how our friendship evolved as our careers on the office evolved. And then we also talk a little bit beyond. So, but we talk, we, we also have like 400 personal photos in the book. And that was like, we combed that down from thousands. Where and do all you get these photos? From where? From our like own YouTube? cameras from, from on YouTube. the side of the office. Of everybody. Take more pictures. Oh of, my. Whole, of everybody from the beginning. So Angela and I are the only people who brought our cameras to the pilot shoot of the office. Stop no one it. has ever seen these pictures. They're going to be in the book. NBC did not send a photographer to photograph the pilot of the office. I think maybe they didn't think it was going to go well. So so I don't think NBC really sent anybody to take pictures until later, you know? And so all those early years we have, and these are pictures taken on like those cameras that you had to like turn in and get. Yes. Oh my gosh. There was and no, like selfie, no my selfies. Daughter, my daughter makes me buy those cameras for her now. And she takes them and develops them because she likes the look. And I said, there's a filter that can make them look that way. No, she needs the real authentic disposable camera. And though she has an, like a sweet iPhone. You know, my son took one on a camping trip and we cannot get it developed anywhere. We can't oh, find no. anywhere to take it. Uh, we've taken it to all the Walgreens and the CVSs and all that. And they, they're saying, um, oh, we don't do that anymore. We oh don't know gosh. how to get this film developed. Oh my gosh. Well, Isn't if you, that crazy? If you, run, if you run out of ways, ship it to us and we'll develop them. Okay. Back somehow my daughter is developing them somewhere. I don't know where she goes. I mean, you might get a camera full of okay. some like third grade camping trip photos. No problem. We will, we will we do okay. it. And then were you living, was office filmed in LA? Yes. And you were living there before you got the pilot? Oh, yeah. Um, So I have another book called um, The Actor's Life, A Survival Guide, which is the story of everything that happened to me from the time I landed in Los Angeles until I got onto the office. And that was eight years. So I moved out and I, you know, was a struggling actress um, sometimes working actress for eight years before I got the role of Pam on the office. And so you can read all you about make, those crazy adventures. Did too. you think, did you think the office was going to do well when you did it? Like the first pilot season? Were you like, this is something? Um, 
Well, that's complicated because I knew it was something and I thought it was special and I thought it was really like the best thing I'd ever worked on, but I didn't know if people would like it. Right. So I didn't know if it would take off, but I knew it was good. Mm-hmm. Nobody it- thought it would take off. Oh. I mean, um, and I write about this in Office BFFs. I say, um, while I was shooting the pilot of the office and waiting to hear if it was going to get picked up, my agents were sending me other pilot scripts because yeah. nobody thought it was going to even get picked up. And then no one thought it would get a second season. And I remember there was this hotline that you could call. Somebody got this hotline and it was the ratings hotline. And every Wednesday morning, because our show originally aired on Tuesdays, me and Phyllis would call the hotline <laughs> to hear what our ratings were. And we knew the number we had to get in order to, to stay employed. And we would hover around her little phone oh. and listen on speakerphone to see if we'd hit the mark or not. That is and we did that memory. for a long time. And it was weirdly, it was the Fox television hotline. We didn't even have the NBC hotline for some reason, but Fox would say all of the, all of the overnight ratings. Did you feel sick every oh time God, you called? So yes. Nervous. Yes. Because you know, I can't remember what the numbers were, but it would be like, oh my gosh, we have to have higher than 2.7. We have to be higher than 2.7. And then we're all still going to have jobs. Wow. And you just hold your breath and hope. And it was over 2.7 every week. Yeah. I don't think we ever dipped, but it was always barely. It was like 2.8. We did it. It was never, it was never a landslide. You know, it was, we were always teetering on that edge. I like how you were preparing yourself for a not surprise fire either. It's like the yeah. rest of the office would have been surprised. You're like, we already knew. We already knew. That- Phyllis and I knew. <laughs> that is. So your podcast, like when, when you guys obviously talk about your friendship and like your, your time there, is it like the, if you haven't watched the office, could you still go and resonate with the podcast? If you are not an office maniac? Well, Hopefully. So what we do is each week we, it's a rewatch podcast. So we started watching from the beginning and we go in order. So first of all, like if you, you can jump around, like if you love the dinner party episode, you can check out that podcast and hear a bunch of trivia and behind the scenes stories. But there's some sleepers that I had even forgotten about from being on the show that are amazing episodes like the duel when Dwight challenges Andy to a duel over their affection for Angela. I mean, it's just amazing. And so what we try to do is we try to break down the episode in an entertaining enough way that it's almost like audiobook in that way. Like you can right, follow yeah. the story with us and we'll give some key jokes. We'll play some audio clips while also discussing behind the scenes tidbits. And then of, of course, going on some best friend tangents as well. How many episodes of The Office were there? 201. And what are you, how many have you done? How many podcasts have you done? We're somewhere around like 115. What's going to happen when you're done? Everyone keeps asking us that. (laughs) We don't know. We don't know. I Um, think that everyone's going to be just so addicted to hearing the two of you talk. They're going to listen to whatever you have to say next. Well, I think maybe we'll segue into um, 
breaking down other things. We'd really like to break down every Keanu Reeves movie, for example. Uh, <laughs> um, we could um, enjoy doing something like that. We also have a bit on the podcast called Two Moms Who Google, where we get very interested in a random subject. So we thought perhaps we could have some Two Moms Who Google podcasts. And then we also have a segment called Mom Detectives, where we try to get to the bottom of something. So maybe we could mom detective some things too. And we're going to have to figure it out. We have. Listen, the mom audience (laughs) submits so much information that even if you ask them to submit something, their Google stories, what they did, it is never ending what they have, what is going on in other people's houses. Oh, I've heard. I've heard. You get some good mail. Yeah, and especially when it's anonymous. You know what I mean? People are like, <laughs> this is the confessional, let's go. Yeah, yes. I feel like there's a like there is so much to talk. You could even do like what they do while they watch the office. I bet that would be some weird stuff, you know? Oh, what wow. they do. Okay, here she goes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's just never ending. Well, I think that um your friendship is so inspiring uh, I- and it, it's such a um I feel like the past few years have been so heavy and it doesn't seem to be ending. And I know what the office brings to my um, household. It's almost like not, it's like background ambiance that makes you feel good. Like you don't want to watch anything that's too stressful and you want to, you want to laugh. And if you watch a dateline before bed, you need to watch a bit of the office so that you can fall asleep. And it's like like a palate cleanser. Yeah, exactly. And I, and Emu's bouche, if you will. And, and I think <laughs> that, um, I think there will be so much to talk about. And where can people buy your new book? And when is it out so that they can, can they find can your they podcast? Get it on where pre-order. can they follow you on Instagram? And oh my gosh. Well, you know, you can pre order, pre order, of course. It's all over yes. Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Um, you can go to, um, hc.com slash office BFFs. That's HarperCollins is putting out the book and um, they have links to all kinds of bookstores, indie bookstores, all that jazz. You can follow me on Ms. Jenna Fisher on Instagram. My last name is spelled F-I-S-C-H-E-R. So if you're looking for me, don't forget that C-H-E-R. And I have links, you know, in my bio. And then you can also find us at Office Ladies Pod for the show, for the the podcast. But... I love your unconventional life that you've built. And I think for so many women, it's so inspiring to know that number one, you met your best friend in your thirties. Number two, you can really second guess it and decide you want to change what you're doing. You can design your own life. Architect it, your time. I like Mm -hmm. that. Not just your life, architect your time. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, um, it's, it's really weird because I worked as an actor a lot when my kids were little, but they barely remember it. Because now my son is fourth grade, my daughter is second grade, and now I'm doing all the drop-ups, drop-offs and pickups, you know, and I'm at all the things. Like, when I get off this Zoom, I am going to pick up props for the fourth grade play. I'm going to deliver them to the school, which means I get to, like, walk in and see the kids doing, I don't know what, don't you love to visit them? in their element and like see who are they sitting with at lunch and like how is it happening she likes to interview because they tell you everything especially like the grade one and the grade the you know second grade and first graders they come up to you and just tell you like everything to the point where you're like 
maybe you shouldn't have told me that. You know, like where the kids <laughs> yeah, it's true. overshare about their mom and their dad and their thing. I love it so much because I know we're about to end, but my mom was the office lady for like 20 years. The office at lady. The, at the, at the school <laughs> In your school? To. Yes. She was uh, the, so like she, the receptionist. So that's, that's the boss, right? I mean, that's that. I mean, that goes above the principal. She knows everything that's going on. So I would always be in the school all the time, and I'd always be hanging with the kids, going early, walk around the school like I owned the place because my mom was the boss. Yeah. And COVID came and they didn't let me in the door, and I literally don't know, didn't know how to let my kids go to school without being able to barge in at any time. But I mean, I guess they became they, the last two are probably more independent now because their mom's not always roaming the roaming the halls. No, the this will be, be my first time on the campus, like during a school day. Yeah. Since all of the COVID stuff, like the oh, fa- so I'm, but like I'm, when I, I saw in the email where they said, if you're on set crew or props crew, we'll put you on the list to be allowed to come on campus. And I was like, I'm, I'm signing up. I yes. gotta go. I want to do it. Cause I used to be the mom who would sign up to hand out pizza for pizza yeah. Friday. Yeah. Or, you know, volunteer in the library, whatever it was. Cause I love getting that little, like, I don't know. I just like being in their yes. little world, you know, totally. and yes. they'll just walk by and kind of shyly wave or whatever. And it's just so cute. Oh, you are such a nice mom. I love that for your kids. Aw. You guys, I just can't believe I'm talking to you. Can I, I have to say a couple of things. Okay. Okay. Your rosé is a triumph. Everyone must drink this wine. It is so good. It is so good. And I, I need to know everything about how you did that. We don't have to talk about it now, but I am so impressed. Thank you. It's really good. I want to order like a whole case of it. Oh my God. I'm obsessed. I'm going to give it out to people. It's so good. Everyone needs to know it. Like it's real good. Thank you. You're the best. And the other thing I wanted to say, because I listened to your interview with, um, Zibby Owens. Yes. Angela and I wrote our own book. We did not have a ghostwriter. I know you guys talked about ghostwriters. And I just want your listeners who also heard that to know that Angela and I, we toiled over this book for three years. Oh my gosh. We poured our hearts into it. We wrote it. And of course we did have those other things you guys talked about with like, you have a copy editor. We did not. And I still don't. Did you guys wrote a book? Like you've written two books. How do you um, like do tense? You know, where it's like, I would change from like past tense to present tense. I don't know. In telling a story, I'm an oral storyteller. So to become a written storyteller is a whole other crazy (laughs) process. And and years. No one knows how long it actually takes. Like, I don't, I heard someone recently, like I wrote the book during the pandemic and got it out. I'm like, I don't, maybe if you're like Danielle Steele and you write erotica, like constantly, you can rip it out. But the rest of us, it's yeah, like, especially if it's not like, that's not your job is to just be an author. That's it, such a learning curve. It is. Yes. Oh, listen, they were, and then we were actually doing the audio version and the audio person was like, you've screwed up the tense here. You have to go back and fix this while we're doing the we're audio. Trying to, yeah. We, yeah. We had to fix a bunch of things. And when we were audioing it, we were like ad living and switching up. She's like, you can't, you can't do that. You have to read it right from the book. I'm like, Oh, this is so stressful. Yeah. So we got right down to when we were doing the audio book, there was edits, which is highly wrong, like highly not good. No, that happened to us. We recorded our audio book just recently and we read it ourselves 
And uh, while we were reading it, I found mistakes, but our yes. book already went to print. So yep, we yes. can't even fix those until yep. what the second printing or something, but I'm yep. horrified. I know there's this one where like, I didn't introduce a person by, with their first and last name. I just like threw out their first name <laughs> and I, you're like, who is this person? Like, oh. did you not want to give us like some context? Amazing. And so in the second version, I'll fix it. But yeah, yeah, when we were reading the audiobook, I would be like, oh man, I hate how I worded that. Yeah. Is that something like, should back. you read your book out loud before you turn it in for the yes. final version? I guess so. We even had our moms read it. Like it just, I guess yes. it tricks you when you're reading it yeah. and then it just, it just goes. And I think also people need to know that pre-order is for some reason more important than the post-order, which is very confusing when you're supposed to get your pre-orders in. So if anyone's listening and wants to buy your book, pre-order is a great thing for everybody. Yes, please. It's true. It makes you look really good to the publisher. And the yeah. more pre-orders that come in, the more they push your book. Like the yeah. more pre-orders, then the better placement you get in the store. Like yeah. if you have a bunch of pre-orders, then they'll put your book right as people walk in on the little kiosk. Isn't that so you crazy? Gotta, it's a whole industry, right? It's a whole racket. And yes. so you got to you got to get that stuff in. Yeah. Otherwise you have to send your teenagers in to go reposition all the books at the store. <laughs> okay. That's what I did with my first book. I would yes, go into be. bookstores and it would be facing where you just see the spine. Yes. I'd be like, I don't think so. We're turning no, that no. cover, cover forward, please. Oh my gosh. As two would be like, there's our, and then we go search for our daughters would put it on the computer. They'd search the words so that when you walked up to a computer to search for another book, our book would be up there. <gasps> That is genius. That's genius. Clever kids, clever kids. Oh, I well, love them. I know. I know. Well, we will let you go. It was so nice to meet you in person. Honestly, it feels like we know you so well. It's it's a weird thing, not only from the office, but your just your Insta stories. We get to see the real you all the time. And we are we we love your content. We love everything you do. We love your friendship. And we can't wait to meet you in person. Oh my God. The respect is mutual. I literally like don't even want to leave your car. I can't believe I'm talking to you guys live in person. You're the best. And we and can't wait to meet Angela. And yeah. then it'll be a yes. foursome. We'll do it again. Okay. Thank oh, you so much. Thank you, ladies. Thank Bye. you.